Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Spirit School. Thank you for being here for another episode. It's been a minute. I am going to go into the spirit messages, and then if you want to stick around after, I will give you a little bit of a life update, some things that are happening at Spirit School, but I'm going to save that for the end of the podcast episode. So just stick around if you are interested in that more personal and professional update. But for now, I am going to stay in tune with the spirit messages that have been coming through. And I will say that this thought that came to me this morning as I was tuning into the energy of what spirit was hoping would come through me for this month's spirit messages. And they did remind me that a couple months ago, they had given me themes for every single month for the collective or my membership for the year ahead. And that is very, very new for me. That is a new way of receiving information and I rolled with it and this morning as I was sitting down to prepare for the spirit messages contemplating with the world of spirit it kept coming up look at what we have been making you do for the past little while which has been creating more ritual in my life the theme for the spirit messages for the month of October 2023 is make it sacred. Now as part of my development journey and simplifying mediumship and simplifying spirituality, I have chosen personally to not have too many rituals or I'll put in air quotes hangups to allow me to connect in with the divine and the most divine aspects of myself. So I have kept my practices quite simple and streamlined, less barriers, less things to do, less things getting in the way of me and my connection. That's how I've always viewed it. And last month, the world of spirit was conversing with me and they said, you don't need sacred ritual to connect, but through the act of sacred ritual, you can feel connected. And this has been a big teaching for the spirit world for me personally on my journey, and I'm trusting that some of you will resonate with this. But the world asks us to be very hard, to be up on our game, to be alert, to be aware, to strategically think what is coming next and to analyze what just was and try to learn from it and create anew, create better for ourselves moving forward. And in that way, the world can create hard humans with rough edges and always on alert. And what the world of spirit has been saying to me, that it is through the act of sacred ritual that we can slow our energy, we can slow the pace of the heart. It's very much connected to the portal of the heart. And every time I sat down and and questioned for myself, what does sacred ritual mean for me? What does it realistically and authentically look like for me? And this has been the biggest part of my own spiritual contemplation for the past many weeks. And I did a lot of that deep work. And every time I tuned in to the energy of even the vibration of the words of sacred ritual, it opened up my heart space. I could all of a sudden become aware of my chest, of my heart, and I could feel it glowing and expanding. 
And I started talking to my heart and I started talking to the heart space and asking what it needs and asking what it could use more of. And I was feeling very much that it needed a cadence that was loving and nurturing. It needed a peace to thrive in and connect into that not only supported it, meaning the heart, but also us in our everyday activity. One of the side effects of having a lot on my plate at this time has been I've been able to feel my heart palpitate. I remember this from before when I overextended myself and ended up not being able to work for quite a few months. And I remember the doctors putting me on a heart monitor for many months to have my heartbeat checked and monitored. And as the summer definitely proved to be busy with the opening of Spirit School, I found, I felt myself and I could feel the heart starting to once again move out of its natural cadence and have a double beep, as my son says, he calls it, listen to my heart beep. <laughs> and I love it, my heart was double beeping. And I would be thinking about something that was creating some anxiety. And again, the heart would have a double beat. And it would, the blood would rush to my head and it would actually start to create some headaches. And I didn't feel like I had a choice to slow. I didn't really have a choice to slow that I felt. I couldn't take very much more off my plate. I added capacity. And I did everything that society says you should do when you're overextended, outsource, resource. And then finally I get to a point where I have no choice but to lay in stillness. I have no choice but to rest. This is the way of our body screaming to us if we don't hear her whispers. And as I would lay there in stillness, put my hand on my chest and feel my heart struggling to find its natural cadence, trying to keep up with everything I was putting it through, I could hear her plead. Slow down, listen to me, connect to me. I could be one of your greatest assets and resources in life. So I started creating ritual around listening to my heart. As painful as it is for somebody who already has a very active life, setting my alarm for two hours before the rest of the family woke up is something that feels impossible. But I also didn't feel like I had any choice left. This was my option, to dedicate and carve out some time to listen to my heart and see what she has to say. So I started my own sacred ritual of setting my alarm clock two hours before the rest of the family, coming downstairs and pouring a cup of coffee always going to be first and I even started to make the preparation of my coffee a ritual the scooping of the beans the gratitude to the cup the blessing of the water the steam rising as you pour the cup of hot water the act of making my morning cup of coffee became a ritual in itself and I would walk over to my chair light a candle grab a journal because sometimes the mind wanders and the journal keeps me focused. And over the course of days and then weeks, I found a groove 
within a ritual that supported my heart. The focus was to provide the heart a space to speak to me and a space for me to be able to hear her because she has been speaking to me for some time. I just haven't had the space to listen. So as I created this space to listen to the heart, love started showing up in greater ways. The presence of love, the experience of loving myself in deeper ways, loving my home, loving my surroundings, loving hearing the sounds of my family wake up after I've already tended to myself and taken care of myself. And then the ritual started of greeting my family in the morning with true enthusiasm in my energy and on my face, which improved our morning routines to some extent. Not every morning is perfect. The ritual of greeting the dog, who is definitely in shock that I am up before her. And feeling like when the chaos of the day and the standards of society starts to set in, I've already had my sacred moments with myself. I've created a ritualistic morning that supports what has to get done in the day. We can't always change the circumstances we've created for ourselves or the circumstances that we have found ourselves in. But we can tend to ourselves and we can carve out a little bit of time before the rest of the world starts to awake to get our mind, body, and spirit in a way that can sustain us through the day. Without sacred ritual, I could feel in my energy, in my power, my capacity starting to limit itself. I could feel slowly my capacity starting to dwindle. Society says work more, harder, get creative, try something new, always keeping us in a state of action. When the actual thing that was the most helpful was slowing down enough to create ritual around my everyday and feel more connected in my human experience. The world of spirit says there's an opportunity to make absolutely every moment of your day sacred. From walking the dog, saying good morning to the plants and the tree people, skies, no matter how she is providing for you that day through rays of sun or through drops of rain, giving gratitude because we need all of it to thrive here. Thanking the feet for carrying you on this earth's surface, Thank you, the earth, for holding you up strong. Soul to soul, greeting every human that passes you. Good morning. And maybe from the heart, simply saying, I see you. Thank you for seeing me. To setting up your day in your busy work environment. Maybe it's organizing your desktop space to create an environment that makes you feel clear and conscious about what you are about to do for the rest of your day. 
could be doing the dishes, grabbing some essential oils and adding it to the water to create a sensory experience that allows you to slow in the moment and be grateful for the dishes you have and the food you just consumed and the tools that you have. I have these gorgeous little scrub daddy sponges that I love and they make me smile every time I use them. That to me is sacred. Doing exhausting things, even paying your bills, you can make sacred. You can light a candle, put on some music. You can spend some time with your bills and say thank you. Thank you for providing me heat. Thank you for providing me connection to the rest of the world. Thank you for providing me the gas source to cook the food that I have. Thanking your bank accounts. Thanking your paychecks. Thanking the outgoings and incomings of the everyday of the financial world. You can make a ritual and you can make it ritualistic as a way to feel more connected to it. There is an encouragement from the spirit world, not just for me, but for a lot of us to start the slowing process as the seasons have changed in the Northern Hemisphere and maybe my audience down in the Southern Hemisphere is maybe feeling the same. I'm hoping we're starting to slow down enough so that when the stillness comes, it's not a shock to our system because winter is coming and we will be required to sit in stillness the darkest nights of the year and what can happen through the month of October is preparing us for the ultimate stillness and silence that gives us the replenishing and the nourishment needed to face another year so as you tune into the energy of these spirit messages I ask you to get curious about your own sacred ritual something that feels authentic to you doable that adds to your life experience not another to do seek within yourself what ritual actually means to you and for you get clear on this and at every moment you find yourself in a situation or position where you feel exhausted, drained, annoyed, impatient that you're there, simply ask yourself, how can I make this moment sacred? How can I make this experience rich? Spirit world is showing me the busy mom carting kids from activity to activity, spending so many hours in the car every day it's not worth the time to drive home to a cafe to enrich yourself and the world of spirit is saying this is the perfect moment and opportunity to close your eyes and place your hand on your heart and just listen to the rhythm of her beat see if you can slow yourself just a moment to hear her say I love you and to feel the love the world of spirit is also showing me our animal, the winged ones, coming in and being a source of ritual for so many of us, whether this is feathers you have found, this is bird watching, 
or as you find yourself in a moment of chaos, a bird flying ahead, that's enough to awaken you out of your zombie state in society. And remember, there's beauty here in this world to witness. And you do deserve to experience the freedom despite the restrictions we have in society. And the winged ones are here to remind us of that. So pay attention to them showing up for you this month. Make it sacred. See if you can challenge yourself a little bit to see if you can make every moment sacred. See if their sacredness accessible in even the most mundane of tasks that we have. And by the end of the month, I feel a lot of us will be moving slower. We'll be experiencing deeper levels of love and connection with one another. And there'll be a lot more clarity coming in. Okay. I did pull a few cards, as I always do, working with three decks this month. I'm using the Psychic Tarot, the Moonology, and my favorite tarot deck, which is the, what's the name? The Vagabond Wild Tarot, which is an indie deck that I absolutely love. And the cards that I pulled out before, and I'm going to give you just the messages, whether they feel connected or they feel quite separate, but I feel like they're going to hit a few different people here, is the world of spirit doesn't want you to give up hope. The hope card, card comes up. And they want you to remember that you are actually the hope of the spirit world. So though sometimes we may feel down here that things can be hopeless or exhaustion sets in and we're just looking for that glimmer of hope, we may not realize that the spirit world is watching us with glimmers of hope as well. We're here for great spiritual progression, not just for our own individual soul, but for the collective. So our missions down here matter to the world of spirit greatly. So even when we are looking for hope outside of ourselves, there are more looking for hope within us. So just know that that hope that you are seeking from an external source can actually be found from within. And this is part of connecting into the heart space as well. Things may be really troubling and you slow down enough to hear your heart. I do believe that you will feel that incredible sense of hope. And I want you to feel that message that the spirit world is coming through saying, you are our glimmer of hope, of this continual expansion, which is still at a concept that is much higher than my understanding in this limited experience of this embodiment. I know we're here to help expand the universe, expand consciousness, expand developmentally as society as a collective as a race as a human race spiritual race spirit world but that big 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 picture must be magnificent and i do pray it will be fully revealed to me one day for now the world of spirit has simply said to me for the past few years the universe is expanding and so are we so don't lose hope the other message that comes with this message of hope is I did ask for a bit of clarity, like where is this coming from? They want you to know that help is on its way. There's a lot of you who are asking for help in certain areas or like wondering how to get help, how to get resources, how to get support. The world of spirit is here to say help is on its way. 
do not lose hope. It is coming. And this is coming through very strong. I feel like a stern mother saying this. It is coming. Hope and help is on its way. All you need to do is hold the vision, hold your energy, get right in mind, body, and spirit, and you will be ready for the charge that is left with you from the spirit world, meaning your mission, what you came here to accomplish. You are not doing it alone, no matter how alone you feel. You are supported, and more support is on its way. I don't usually use three decks, but I was very, very, very happy that I did because I pulled the full moon in Virgo card, which is a beautiful reminder of being enough. I know often our light workers, which is pretty much everyone who listens to the Spirit School podcast, often wonder or question, is this enough? Am I doing enough? Is it helpful? Do I need to do more? I feel like I should be doing more. How could I charge more? Is it good enough? Did I provide enough for you know, what I was asking in exchange or return? Maybe even in your partnerships or your relationships, whether this is parents or significant others, potentially siblings, friends, children, grandchildren. Sometimes we wonder even in these important roles, am I enough? Are we doing enough? And the answer is always going to be yes when it comes from the spirit world. The answer is always going to be yes when it comes from the heart. Trust the world of spirit on this. If you needed a reminder at this very moment of time that you are listening to this message, hear it through my heart, through my voice, from the world of spirit. You are enough. Hand to heart, say it out loud, five times. I am enough. 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 Just feel that power move through the belly. Feel yourself standing or sitting taller. These are powerful words that you speak and they are very true. And then the final card from the tarot is about being on a journey. Society has us continuously setting goals and destinations. And I know you all know this by now, but you may just simply need a reminder that this is a journey that really has no destination. This is a journey that is an unfoldment that has taken you many lives to get to this very moment. And there are still many lives for so many of us still to go, whether it's here on earth in this humanoid embodiment or somewhere else, off planet, somewhere else. Our work is never done. So we need to be okay with that. And we need a reminder often that we are on a journey a mission, a soul mission. And every day we wake up, show up, choose to be of service, choose to love ourselves, choose to decide when we want to engage in with the lighter qualities of what the systems of society have let up or have created versus 
when we choose to hold our own and honor our own intuition, honor our own path forward, be a little bit of a rebel, we should be proud of ourselves for showing up for this journey and being conscious during it and waking up during it. Because there are many people whose life path all around us, it's just not their mission to wake up. It's just not their mission to see their mission as one that is deeply spiritual. They are just living their life. But they too are on a journey. It just so happens that your journey you're conscious of. So there's intentionality there and sometimes pressure there to make the most and reach the highest potential of your journey. But let me tell you from the spirit world coming through very strong, you've already reached a potential that is magnificent in the spirit world. You are here. Do you know how brave you are to be here? You have already exceeded expectations of those who guide you. When you can see that and feel that with honesty and clarity, you will experience that magic you seek. So be excited about being on a journey. Be excited that the things that you're here to work on and help others work through is only because you have walked so much before now to bring unconscious knowledge seemingly to you that come from past lifetimes and all the hardships that you're working through in this life in this embodiment all the complicated relationships all the things that appear not to work out you don't see it now but lifetimes from now you'll be coming in an expert in these areas and helping the continual evolution of humans and of the spirit world. So take nothing for granted and enjoy the ride. So these are the spirit messages for the month of October, 2023. I'm on to the personal update now. So if you feel complete with the um, messages so far, you're welcome to tune off and I will see you on the next episode. I'm going to transition a little bit into just life update and just the things that are happening at Spirit School. Um, I'm sitting in the center of Spirit School right now in the workshop space. I'm hosting my second moon circle here tomorrow and I decided before I start the busy work day, grab my sweet grass spray light a candle, get my cards out, sit, listen to the heart, like I say, and really kind of getting into this space, I have to say, is so enjoyable. I have been creating more sacred ritual in my life. I will say, for the most part, when I'm in this energy, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm fulfilled. I feel like I can slow down enough to enjoy the things that I have and the things that I have created. And it's just not like that when I'm busy. So I had a really busy summer. I had three international teachers come to spirit school. And I think that they went really well. They were really busy for me because even though the workshop is two days, you know, I have to do airport pickups and I have international guests to host, many of which I've had friendships with online for extended periods of time. Um, 
you know, I had international students coming in to attend some of these workshops, which was so amazing and just so incredible. And, you know, I wish I had more time to spend with people as they were coming in because I still have a lot of family responsibilities and working on weekends can always be very tricky with the family. You know, working during the weeks is a lot easier with the kids being in school and being busy with after school activities but weekends can cause a little bit of friction in the marriage. And I just have to give kudos to my husband because he has really held down the fort this summer, especially in this past month as I hosted Julie Poole. And when Julie was here, it was me and Julie. And we had so much fun together. We went to Whistler, went shopping. We went and had dinner. I mean, we are the same people. We even bought the same clothes. It was so funny. There's a 20 year age gap two different parts of the world, but we're very, very similar. We're both Virgo sons as well. And it was so enjoyable having everyone here, but it did take a lot out of me. It took a lot out of me and it took a lot out of the time that I typically have to check my private messages, to engage with my students and get to know where everyone's at. And one of the the teachings I think I have through going through the season of being terribly busy that to the point where I really don't like it is that I really do value and appreciate that connection with you all. You know, there, there came a point in my business where I have a few staff now who help me out in various areas and have been trying to help me out in the private messages. And then, you know, people can burn out from that pretty easily. It's, it's, it's not, this is where I talk about the energetic capacity. It's not really easy to feel pulls everywhere. I don't know how famous people do it. I notice that like famous people typically, like you don't see them, they kind of hang out alone. And I'm not saying I'm famous because I'm not, I'm not at all. There's a few people who know me, but I'm not famous. And I, I stand very comfortable to say that. <laughs> but even at my level, feeling those energetic pulls, could be a little bit overwhelming and I needed like a little bit of a break from it. And so this summer I really had to start putting up some boundaries and some structures and some systems around, you know, I need to get this work done. I have like three teachers coming. I have workshops coming. I now have an online business and a brick and mortar business, which I think I was very naive to how much work that actually is. It's a whole new business. I'm just sitting here like I have an office now. I have a workshop space now, but it's not just that. And I think anyone with a brick and mortar is smiling right now, listening to me there. You should have asked me first. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I should have, I should have, I should have, but you know, not to say it hasn't been enjoyable. It's just had me busier than I like a lot busier than I like. So one of my Virgo traits is when life feels out of control, I try to control it. What can I control? I need a structure. I need a system. Um, but you kind of feel like you're you're spinning all the time. So it, it's been a really, it's been a time of growth and growth is uncomfortable. Even though there's so much to celebrate, there's still a lot of discomfort to navigate and to manage. And so I have personally been really kind of up and down. I have been focusing a little bit more on my health and I am going to be entering a season where that's going to have to become the absolute priority in my life. This morning when I was journaling, I looked at the priorities of things that I prioritize in my day. And it's like work, family, health. And I actually need to flip it completely upside down, completely upside down. And I know this is going to be painfully obvious for some of you, but I need to prioritize health above all else 
family and then work. And that's going to be, makes me want to cry doing that because honestly, like my work and like the, I don't know how to say it, the, the accomplishment, the pride, the dopamine, (laughs) the, the sense of purpose I get is here at spirit school. It's like doing all these things. And I I came to a point over summer where I kind of got really emotional where I was, you know, is it selfish of you to like just chase things that like make you feel good and accomplished? And I started kind of, you know, having these conversations with myself and my therapist. I'm not doing this all alone. I have therapists, I have coaches, I have mentors, healers. I, I work with a lot of different people. And that is also kind of a problem because you have all these different opinions and advices coming at you too. It really does muddy the decision fatigue. That is the biggest symptom of my burnout is decision fatigue. I tend to freeze and not do anything because I can't make a decision. And so when you seek counsel from so many different people can also create like a lot more confusion and a lot less clarity. So that's kind of how I spent a lot of the summer. It was just kind of like maintaining and managing the commitments that I made and the plans that I made in spring when I was feeling great, (laughs) when I was feeling great. And then realizing in summer, wow, okay, this is a lot. It's a lot more than you thought. But this is what business has been up until this point. It literally is what business has been. It's been a great experiment. So now I've had my first three international teachers come. I know all the nooks and crannies that are involved with it now. I have to start making a plan for next season when that comes back. I will say I am focusing for the next four or five months on just being me being in the space. So I'm not going to be doing any more collaborations here at Spirit School until next April when Dominic comes back. But I'm just going to be focusing on me being here because it did take a lot out of me planning these. And this was my first time collaborating. I should do a whole podcast episode just on that topic, to be honest with you, because I promote collaboration in the community because I've seen so much in the mediumship space in particular, where it's like not very supportive of one another and, and quite the opposite, actually. So I wanted to create Spirit School the community so that it is very supportive. So we have a collaboration cafe and we have Leilani who manages that collaboration cafe and she's done such a great job with it. I will definitely be having Julie pull back next year. And then of course, Dominic Bo will definitely be back as well. But for the next few months, I'm just going to kind of go back to doing development days at Spirit School, full day development days. I have one in November 25th on Oracle cards and pendulums, which I'm really excited about. I'm going to teach more psychic work. I got these cute little tables. I had custom tablecloths made that are really witchy. And so it's going to be like this really kind of bougie all day boutique like class lesson on tuning into your higher self, tuning into the world of spirit using the tools of pendulums and Oracle cards. And I'm going to teach you how to use your own body as a human pendulum as well. So I'm going to be doing that. And then I'm going to be doing a couple intensive weekends for around mediumship. So yeah, it's just, it's just been like a lot of change kind of coming up. So you didn't get a podcast for a month and that was not intentional. I wish it was. I think that September would have been a lot easier for me if I had at the beginning said, I'm going to record the spirit messages and then I'll come back to the next spirit messages. I wish I did it like that because what ended up happening is, you know, Julie Poole came and that was, you know, six days of like straight work and not being available. And it was a prep for that. And then was making sure that my membership had everything they needed. I did the best I could. And I could say that with all honesty, and I could feel proud that this day and age in 2023, after being so hard on myself, 
my whole life that I can truly say with all honesty and integrity and proud of myself because I did the best I could. I'm definitely going to be absorbing and taking some of these lessons with me as we move along. But yeah, there's just been like a lot of change. Things are going really well at Spirit School. I love it here. It's beautiful. We just hosted our first in-person psychic fair. We had two spaces available left that did not sell out, but we had two people show up. I mean, you just can't make this shit up. We had two people show up without appointments. I have two readers here. So here you go. And it worked out really, really well. So we're going to do another Spirit Fair in Squamish with my Spirit School Collective members doing readings in November. I think it was like November 19th uh, that we're going to be doing that. And then we're going to be doing an online one in December for people to do online. And my international students can have that opportunity to do readings too. So that was a ton of fun. There's still negotiations about a TV show here at Spirit School. The last I heard, they're putting together a contract for a pilot. So, and like some artist retaining contract of some kind but I mean I'm not I'm not expecting this to move fast or anything and just been a fun journey I mean it's just a blessing to even be considered and have somebody see spirit school as a potential to be something that would be interesting enough for TVs who knows what will happen with that but that's still kind of moving along and yeah you know I've been I've been really happy on the mom front I think that I have reached a new level of peace in my motherhood And the connection that I have been able to have with my kids is something I wouldn't trade for anything. So despite how busy I am and how busy I can be, I'm also really proud that like I've I've managed to make a really, really strong connection with my kids. So I'm really loving all that. And I'll probably just leave it there. I mean, so what do we have coming up? So this week, this month in the Spiritual Collective it is around sacred ritual. I'm about to actually record a video about my, my tea rituals that I have. For people to follow along if they feel so compelled. We're going to be doing a lot of content on that. We're doing team readings this month. There's going to be a class on gods and goddesses hosted by Peyton. Jenny's going to be hosting the tea leaf reading class. I'll be teaching a class in the collective on compassionate lightworker language. So I get asked all the time, you know, like, how do we say this in a way that won't traumatize or re-trigger someone? And, you know, how do you phrase like this sensitive information? And so we're having a whole class around this topic. It's going to be more of a workshop because we're going to be co-creating different options and opportunities, but it's called compassionate lightworker language. And though it's included in a collective, you will be able to join in for a fee if you just want to take that class because it's going to be a big one. It's been one that's been like super highly requested. So I have that as well coming up. The initiation. So if that's something you're interested in, please hop in. There's no experience like it out there. And it's, it's deep. It's like really, really big and really, really deep. And we have the light, loving light worker language class on October 24th. If you have any questions, if there's anything you want me to cover in some of these, please let me know. Um, that's the, live update and I hope that you have a great month of October and we will see you in spirit school either the free community or the collective or in the programs or on Instagram I will see you when I see you friends